The reading today is from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, and it's entitled, Jesus Changes Water into Wine. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 80 to 120 litres. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I'd like to pray for Betty, who's then going to bring us our word today. Pray that you have an encounter with Jesus through this time and through Betty's words. I pray that Betty is filled with the Spirit as she shares the message that God has put on her heart today. And may her words be yours, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, Steve, for that prayer. Um, as you hear, we're going to look at John chapter 2 from verse 1 to 11. When you think about that, I don't know about you, for me, because, you know, growing up when we read it, oh, Jesus turned water into wine. And if you're from um, African background like I am, drinking as a Christian is a no-no, especially from the Pentecostal church movement area. Um, so I looked at that, I'm like, yeah, so it's the turning into wine issue again. But then you start thinking about what exactly is this whole thing about? What is John trying to tell us? What is the significance of all these things in this story? And while I was, you know, just meditating and praying on this, you know, trying to understand what exactly um, the word and the message is, what the Lord dropped in my heart is this, changing unclean water to pure, expensive wine. To you, it, didn't, it does not, some of us don't think that's anything, but if we think about this story, 
this is a wedding. It's like, you know, when we have wedding here in the West, we invite certain people that you want to be there. In the olden days and in, you know, in African setting, when we do weddings, the whole village, the next village, and, you know, villages all over, they come in. So imagine when you have all this group of people there and you don't have wine, you don't have enough to, to, to go around. It's a shameful thing. Imagine the shame that would have been on this, you know, couple for years to come that, you know, at their wedding, they couldn't actually feed everybody. There was no wine. So to this couple, it was a big thing. And something else I want us to bear in mind as we go through this is the fact that, you know, it's not just Jesus that was there. His mother was there. And probably his whole extended family would have been there because it's a village. This is where he grew up. So he was with those that knew him, but really did not know him. So the book of John, as it was written, was to, you know, introduce Jesus to the people. And we are better to start. They say charity begins at home, but it does not end there. So this started in his own place for his own people to understand, for the disciple to know Christ, see who he is, his, you know, his majesty, and for them to believe. They say when you sell the vision to a people, they understand it, then they can run with it. So it was important for the disciple to understand who Christ is and what his mission is. So when you understand and you believe, you can run. So the book of John, as it says, was, um, was written, you know, when John was in Ephesus. Ephesus is where the modern day Turkey is. Um, I don't know about you, when I read and I see exactly where the place is and it's a place I can go, it excites me that I can actually um, figure out where this place is talking about in the Bible. So he was in Ephesus in modern day Turkey. Um, so, and when, trying to understand what time frame it was written, it's kind of a long one because they, you know, they, they are not actually, the scholars are not too sure or they can't pinpoint the time. So you can see some of them will say 50 AD or 95 AD. So it's kind of spread. And this was, um, like I said, written for um, the disciples to believe. So it was for the Jewish um, non-believers for them to understand who Christ is and to, um, to reveal Jesus' uh, divinity. So the message um, is apologetic as in trying to explain who Jesus is, bringing Jesus out to the people. And evangelism 
um, yeah, to preach to the people, to let them understand who Jesus is. When you, when we look at this, um, this um, message, when you read to the, towards the end of it, it says that, you know, the, the MC was the one that announced about the wine, but it says the disciples believe. It did not say everybody believed. So the message was for specific people. And that's why when you read the Bible, sometimes it don't make the same meaning. It don't give the same meaning to the word as it is to the next person. A word that is written will give you a different message than it will give to me. Um, yeah, humanity and his deity was given. Um, yeah, and it tells us in John 20 verse 31 why it was written. It was written for us to believe uh, who Christ is. Let's go through um, this whole place we have read. So, verse 1 to 2 tells us who was in that party, who was invited. So Jesus was there. His mother was there. His disciples were there. So his close-knitted you know, network of friends and family were there. When the wine ran out, as mothers will always do, his mother noticed. He didn't, she didn't, she didn't just notice and you know turn her attention away. She went to her son and said to her, They've run out of wine. I said, you know, can you do something about this? But why will it be his problem to do something about? Maybe Mary knew something about his son as mothers only can do. Remember Mary had him through the power of the Holy Spirit and people at that time to have a child out of wedlock was a bad thing. So you can just imagine the kind of things they would have told her at that time. How they would have made her life unbearable that, you know, at least you had a child out of wedlock. Even the Jewish um, leaders mentioned it at a point when they were arguing with him. They say, we were born, you know, in wedlock. So Mary knew her son. He knew what he can do. And he was waiting for the time that, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit said, the angel said to her, will be manifested. That his son will be, people will know that his son is not just who they see every day. There is more to him. More to him than what they see. And you will know, notice that with the, the water jars that were there, 
There is more to all those symbols that we see today in this story than meets the eye. In that verse three, she noticed and she makes sure the son noticed too. But Jesus' answer to her was that, you know, it's not our problem, mother. And my time is not yet. For Mary did not stop there, even though she's been told that. She turned to the servant as in like, yeah, I know something is going to happen today. I believe something is going to happen today. She had the conviction to turn to the servants to say, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. I read that when, as I was preparing for this, and it just raises a lot of questions in my mind. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. How many times have you, you know, had words from the Lord in dreams or other people telling you uh, as word of knowledge? How many times have words and, you know, instruction been given to you and you just do nothing about it? Whatever Christ has placed in your heart, do it. Whatever message he has passed to you, carry it out. Be obedient. Do what he says you should do. So, they did as Jesus, um, you know, instructed them to do. There were the six water stone jars. Six, numerically, it says to be an incomplete number. But when we do it, we say, you know, it's a round number, but in biblical terms, it was not as it is. So seven is completion. So they did not have complete, but God made the incomplete complete. The six jars were for purification. Those waters were not meant to be drunk. They're not for drinking. They're what you used to wash up when you go into the temple. And the significance of this at the wedding is in order for you to get yourself ready to participate in the banquet, you have to clean yourself. But in reality, they were just cleaning the outside. And the significance of what Jesus is going to do here is to show them that there is a greater need. A greater need in the sense that you can't just wash your hand. Your hand is not the only thing that is dirty. Our mind can be filthy, dirty. Our brain can be filthy and dirty. Purification from the inside can prepare you, not just for banquets here on earth, but ready to attend 
the heavenly banquet, the best banquet that we are hoping and praying and looking forward to. So, Jesus gave them instructions to fill the six jars. One thing that struck me in this story is this. Jesus did not go there and poke his hand into the water to turn it into wine. He did not stand over the wine and say, wine, I pray in the name of the Father that you change into our water, change into wine. No. He told them, go and fill the jars. Those purification jars that are not meant to be, you know, to, for us to drink out of. Fill it up. And they did. They filled that up. And the next thing, the water comes out of the jar. It's wine. How about that? That should tell you Christ had the power to transform you from the inside without you having anything to do with it and without him coming to sit physically in front of you. He's able to do all things. He created and he can change things around. There was no drama, no drama at all. No ceremony, but the water became wine. And he says, take some and give to them to taste. In verse nine and 10, they tasted. And that was it. The MC was like, hey, what have you done? You should have given us, you know, the, 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 the most expensive one first, then the other one later. Now, remember, Jesus did not make a song and dance about, you know, him changing this water into wine. The MC did. So when change happened in your life, people around you will see. People around you will see and they will say, they will say what has happened. Christ is not going to hold it over your head, but the people around you will do that. I still ask the question, how many times have we heard something from Christ and we did not do it? Always remember, when you hear, do. Since there is small blessing, it's obedience, there's obedience, obedience, obedience is better than sacrifice. You get blessed more when you obey and do what you are told to do. There is blessing in that. There is a lot that John contains. And this very short verses that we have read, they contains a lot. If we break them down, there are lots of things in it. We are giving these words to encourage us for us to know 
that Christ, you know, is interested in every bit that we do, everything we do. He looks at the smallest things in our lives. I say so because just as this wedding in Canaan, last year I went to Nigeria for a funeral of my mother. The day before the funeral, I didn't even have wine or drink for anybody. I'm like, they can drink water and go home. But provision came on the day. Wine came. Drinks came. That's to the glory of God. That's how he can change things. Because before I went, I was told, just go and God will show up. When I was praying about it, I was just encouraged to go. God can change any situation. He can turn water to wine at any given time. He can change, every, look, the wine that he, he, turning water to wine will not just be wine as it is, wine itself. This is not wine though. It's not wine that is going to turn. It can turn the situation. Those are just symbolic. It can turn situations in your life around. Just pray that the Lord will go into your heart and purify you from the inside. The Bible says a little wine can be a thing of joy. If wine that you drink can purify you, how about when you drink the Holy Spirit and let him purify you from the inside? talk about wine earlier that you know in my tradition they will frown at people drinking wine and while I was you know preparing this somebody sent me a video of um, a Christian that was traveling the plane was in a first class session and um, they brought wine I mean um, champagne for them to drink and he said no well, so I think it's wine first, champagne, and then they went and changed it and put it in very uh, golden platter to entice this guy to drink. And he said, no. And they called their, you know, um, the senior one from inside and came and says, why is he not drinking? Um, that the wine is free. We're not charging you for it. Why are you not drinking? And the guy looked at the, 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 the guy, the other man said, Take this wine, give it to the pilots. When he has drank his own, come back to me and I will drink. And the man said, no, the pilots cannot drink. And the passenger says, why not? He said, oh, no, he's flying us. If he drinks, then we all will be in trouble. And the passenger looked at him and said, in the same way, I am on a journey. I am a pilot. I told you guys, I am a Christian. And as a Christian, I cannot drink and be driving. Somebody might need my attention right now when I have drank that wine and I won't be able to, you know, interact with them. So I don't want to crash my plane. I am on a journey. Guys, we are on a journey. Let our cleanliness start from the inside. 
let go of the malice. Just drink of the blood of Christ and let him cleanse you from the inside. We let go of malice, you know, unforgiveness and all the bitterness in our hearts. When we keep those there, they don't actually give us the chance to grow as Christians and to do God's will. So let go and let God. And go out there and tell people about what you have seen about him. John 20, 30, 30 to 31 says, the reason why these things we are written down is for us to believe. And what happens when you have believed in something? When somebody have told you the truth and have shown you the evidence? In John 4, you see the lady, you know, um, ran to town and tell everybody, say, come and see this man that have told me everything about me. Because Jesus did not need gossip from anybody to know this woman's inner being. So just like she went about telling people, come and see. We have seen what Jesus can do. He can change situations. He turned water into wine here. And not just any wine, the most expensive wine. Some people say they buy a bottle of champagne like thousands of pounds. And this, this, if it's today, what Jesus did was more expensive than the most expensive champagne that they're selling in the bars. Your soul is more important, more expensive. He is here to cleanse us from the inside. Are you willing? Are you ready to open your door? He's knocking. He's knocking. He wants to clean your, your, your house. Your body is his temple. He wants to clean it from the inside. Give him the access to come in. Let him clean you from the inside. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are able to turn every situation around. You are able to change worthless situation, change the shame that the enemy intended for our life and bring them to your glory. Our life will glorify your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for today. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. God bless you.